we are at the AMC Theater in Durham, North Carolina, uh, about to watch Top Gun. I'm with Chris. He's a man of many interests, um, including writing. Um, he's writing a screenplay, and um, that's that's actually more a form of like personal punishment. I think it's not. <laughs> I don't know. I call it an interest, a source um, of pain. I think uh, more like it. But um, he's also one of the reasons why he's here today is um, to just give us a perspective because he was in the Air Force for twenty years. Um, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the, most importantly, it was long enough for me to get a pension. So thank you to all the taxpayers out there. I greatly appreciate you know your, your support. Very, <laughs> yes, thank you. My primary job uh, when I got in was I was a navigator, which is kind of not a thing anymore. So I got in in the uh, in the '90s, just before uh, GPS and technology really kind of became so prevalent. I, I, I flew in the military. Uh, Probably very unlike what we're about to see. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, didn't, uh, I didn't spend a whole lot of time going upside down. Uh, <laughs> but early in my training, I had a, a, a very brief introduction to uh, uh, some, like you know, jet type, like a you know, small trainer jet called a, a T thirty seven. And you know, you get strapped into a ejection seat and stuff like that, put on the mask and feel cool. Um, I'm curious to see what this is about. I, I, I did see the first one many, many, many years ago. I was going to ask you, yeah, about I, that. I didn't rewatch it, I thought about rewatching it, <laughs> but I, I thought let's go into this one, you know, just kind of clean, you know, just like let's experience this fresh. Did, did the movie Top Gun have any? influence on getting you into no, the Air Force? No, 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 not at all. In fact, it was, um, <laughs> maybe quite the opposite. Um, uh, why? You don't want to be like half naked playing volleyball on the beach? And, <laughs> no, and you don't want me to be doing that either. I mean, what do you remember from the film, of the film? Uh, goose dies. Uh, that's... <laughs> I, uh, I, okay, so uh, Tom Cruise is an asshole, and um, <laughs> I think he kind of knows it, and everybody else knows it, and then somehow, I guess he finds some, maybe, I guess, does he find some sort of, like, redemption, or, like, I mean, he falls in love with Kelly McGillis, right? And then, and then it's happy in the end, somehow, and they shoot down some planes. The nice guy in the back dies, so, you know. And the nice guy, that, that role is kind of you, right? I mean, what well, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would have been, uh, in the Navy, they called them Navy, Naval Flight Officers in, in the Air Force. It was termed navigator, and, and specifically that would have been a, uh, a WIZO. Uh, you know, the equivalent uh, would have been, uh, the modern equivalent would be a guy in the back of an F-15E, uh, I guess, doing, you know, a fairly similar thing. Cool. See, all these terms that you take for granted, I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's also kind of BS because the planes that they're flying against are U.S. aircraft. You know, they're A fours and um, uh, what else do they have? They had F uh, fives, uh, I think. They're 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 not Migs. I had a tr little trouble suspending my disbelief. I was not in the military. I was just a teenager. Yeah. But even then, I knew I was like, oh, that's that's not a Mig. <laughs> so clearly not a Mig. It's easy to know that it's not a Mig. So, you know, we'll see if they got to get it better with this one. Have you been back to the theater since the pandemic? Uh, no, this will actually be my first time in, in many years. Many years. Yeah, yeah. 
And why, I'm just curious, why did you stop? Uh, you know, I, I guess a big part of it is a lot of crap's on TV now. You know, you, you kind of, there's more TV to watch than you have time for. And, and, you know, for a long time there, you know, mainstream movies were coming out on TV. You like the TV experience. I, I, I do. I like the theater experience, too, though. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm, you know, somewhat excited to be going back. You know, the smell of the popcorn and uh, the, uh, you know, the sound system is always better in the theater. Yeah. Cool. I think it's time to go yeah, in. Uh, and uh, and get a movie experience, get a theater experience. I'm excited for you. I, I, yeah, I'm excited for me too. I'm excited <laughs> for you as What a journey it was. <laughs> what a journey it was. So just to, before we get to the movie, yeah, um, this is how, how absurd um, sometimes movies can be, the whole experience of going to a movie theater. Mm. We're buying tickets, and we find out there is no screening of the film Top Gun at this theater. So we go across town, 10 minutes away, 12 we, minutes away. We haul ass. Haul ass. We get over there. I stand in line for another 10 minutes. Uh, to buy snacks uh, and and candy and drinks, and I still have enough time to see the f- yeah. the, the whole film. Yeah, it's so many previews. I mean, it's about so a half ridiculous. hour's worth. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yep. If you hear wind sounds, um, it, it's because we're outside, beautiful weather, um, recording the podcast. Usually, we record these podcasts in the car, like right after the movie. Right, oh. like um, we walk out and we close the door and we wa- and we. Um, we start recording. Uh, today, we're recording um, far away. Um, we're, we're in a dark corner of a YMCA, and, <laughs> and Ajit said basically, like, yeah, meet me way in the back where nobody's going to be. Let me ask you. There's, <laughs> there's going to be a bunch of things, obviously, that you're going to point out and say, this is absurd, and that's absurd, right? Were, were you watching... I mean, like, was that the f- your experience during the film? Like, you were you just pulling things, like, we kind of, like, dissecting things apart? Probably a little bit more so because I knew that we were going to be coming back here and, and doing this. Um, and, you know, the, the talk we had before kind of got me in that mindset a little bit. Um, I got to say that, you know, there were some things that uh, did ring true to me. And, and you yeah, know... Compared to what I remember of the original Top Gun, I think that this one is is substantially more accurate and uh, um, required far less suspension of disbelief. But that's kind of like, you know, we're talking about going from massive, you know, ridiculousness to, yeah, it's, you know, it it was... Plausible. Somewhat plausible, you know. So let me just say, the, the first thing that I want... This might seem ridiculous to you, but um, at least in the Air Force, the Navy might be different. I don't think so, though. But in the Air Force, they have a lot of rules about motorcycle riders. You know, you got to get go through special. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Yeah, and he had no helmet on. Hold him. He was riding around the base, up and down, like you know, watching the planes take off and stuff. No helmet. No helmet all night. 
that struck me as unrealistic. So in the film, Tom Cruise's character is training a bunch of young pilots that includes Goose's son um, on this like incredibly, almost impossible uh, mission. And and I felt like it was one of those like <laughs> like I think they mentioned Iran I think at some point but it yeah. wasn't clear and then like because it had like American planes and it just felt kind of vague about it was kind of vague in that way but it felt like you know like like any action film the target is like has like these challenges you gotta push the human like capabilities and blah 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 like it's about the person not about the plane mm -hmm. and like like it's like a Star Wars but just with like fighter jets yeah right like there's like a hole that they have to right. hit I mean it feels so I, I guess my, my point of me saying that is like sometimes like I kind of wish like things went so specific like like the whole from the early on in the film we, we find out what the mission is and it just felt like so, like, I didn't care. Like, you know, like, they could have done this in so many different ways. They could have gone yeah. and bombed a forest. I don't care. Like, and, and yet, like, but it feels like so much effort is put into making that plausible that it almost seems impossible. Like, like you just, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy, like, that, yeah. you know, they would put a nuclear site in such a... Right. Yeah, that's interesting to me. Uh, that, I mean, I guess that's, you know, from coming from the stamp an audience standpoint that's doesn't have a background with the military um you know the fact that you, I, you use the word boring yeah and and you know to me i thought that was one of the more intriguing things oh you know, that's the, good you that's know that yeah. uh even fun you know finding fault with the whole process but still you know the um the challenges involved in in uh doing these things you know it's it is a uh a multifaceted challenge so let, let's start from the beginning okay Sorry. so so he's living in the desert he has a p51 mustang that's his toy i guess which oh by the way is probably i don't know what they're maybe like million and a half two million three million i mean those are not cheap so somehow he, i guess he's rolling in the dough um but anyway so i, I guess he lives in a hangar in the desert <laughs> Polishing his plane. Yes. I mean, it was so. This was like, you know, if you want plane, if you want plane porn, yes. this film has a lot of plane porn. Indeed, uh, old planes, new planes, yes. rustic planes. It has all kinds of different yeah. plane porn. Yeah. So then uh, we see him leave and and drive off in his motorcycle, which I guess. Were they implying that that was the same motorcycle that he had in the, the original? Yeah, yeah, it kind of exactly. looked that way. Yeah. Uh, where, without wearing his helmet. And if you notice, when he came to the gate uh, in the, the, the base in the desert, he just drove right through. Which was absurd. Like, yeah. like Look, I, I get that he's cool and he's like this maverick and, <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, but you, I mean, like, I'm surprised because I'm sure the Navy and Army were involved in making this, that they would be like, yeah, that seems... You know, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, like you just like there's no no one at no one at guard at, in 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 some like incredible research, uh, yeah, plane lab. You know, right? It, yeah, top secret base with like a you know the most advanced stealth aircraft, hypersonic stealth aircraft, and he just tears right through the gate and rides his motorcycle right up to the hangar where the plane is there. People just kind of hanging out, and. uh 
Yeah, I mean, that was a pretty cool plane, though. Talk about plane porn. I thought that yeah, well, Dark, Dark Star, was it, or something? No, is, is that a plane that hasn't come out? Oh, is it that's, like, that's fictional. It's yeah, fictional. That's, I mean, as far as I know. It looked so amazing. It yeah. Looked, I mean, I mean that, was, that was some cool... It, that yeah. seems kind of based on speculation that, you know, people have about what might be happening at the edges of aerospace technology but i I don't i don't think we're there yet and i i to say that there's a mach 10 capable human flown aircraft is um uh the stuff of science fiction so you just mentioned something that that kind of was interesting so in early in the film you know ed Ed harris is like his a commander or whatever um and says look the days of humans flying planes um, is is going to be? It's coming to an end. Yeah, it's coming to an end. Right, and that you may be the last of this of these fighter pilots, right? And and I was like, okay, this is a really cool, maybe a storyline or a theme that we might get a chance to experience. And it it wasn't there. Like it, yeah. it wasn't touched again throughout the movie. You know, they emphasize that the human element is the most important. And what do you how and, do you feel about that? Um, I totally think that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, even if you're talking about uh, remotely piloted aircraft or whatever, you know, some high-tech thing, whatever it might be, the human element is absolutely the most important. There are some advantages to aircraft that don't have a person in there um, because you don't have to worry so much about the G's. Uh, you can, all the weight that the person brings, which includes like the ejection seat, you know, all of the life support equipment and all that, that takes weight and space. So you don't have a person in there that can be uh, used for fuel, weapons, sensors, whatever, you know. So what's the advantage of human? Uh, Decision making. I, I think kind of what he was getting at where uh, throwing out the book, you know, like the the creativity uh, the bravery, uh, the desire, the desire to get a job done is something that uh, I don't think that we have in computers yet. You know? The thing that kind of kept me in the film was how much these pilots were physically like struggling mm-hmm. to deal with the G-force and... And how, like, you know, one of the things that Tom Cruise really does well in this film is how physical he makes flying look yeah. right it's not just you're just you're using your hands he is literally like on the side of the plane sometimes and just kind of really like you know how someone might ride a motorcycle right, right? and i guess my my question would be wouldn't it be easier if it was just all remote yeah and and that is the advantage and that's why it is plausible to say that there will be more and more unpiloted systems going forward. The big bomber program that they're working on is uh, optionally flown by humans. So I, I don't know if there's really a huge advantage to that. Uh, I, I, that I've never been briefed or I don't know anything about that in particular. Um, I think that's kind of a weird idea. But yes, it, it, indeed, moving forward, um, that Admiral was kind of correct that uh, future generations are going to see less and less of the traditional fighter pilot. A movie about unpiloted aircraft would 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 have been would not have been top nine. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, so yeah. so uh, regardless of what the actual technology is going to be going forward, uh, movie making wise, you want to have the fighter pilots in the planes. Um, 
doing all their things, looking cool. For the most part, I was cringing a lot, especially towards the end, right? Yeah. Um, and then, like, the Jennifer Connelly romance uh, with Tom Cruise, I cringed a lot. But did you, did you cry at all? <laughs> no, I did not I, cry. I didn't cry? Oh. No. Um, <laughs> Oh, I didn't either. I mean, no. <laughs> when fighter pilots fly, like, is it is it that physically demanding? Oh yeah, um, and I, you know, like I said, I my experience with those kind of jets is is limited only to a small training aircraft um, that was you know it was a basic jet trainer that I had I think like four or five rides in when I was an initial navigator training. You know, I think it's it's definitely the case that. Uh, the physical element is is no joke. I got training on that sort of the what they call G lock, G induced loss of consciousness, because um, wow. that that does happen. And I thought that they were actually really accurate with how how they portrayed it. I mean, I've never experienced it, but uh, it was basically how it was taught to us, where that you know it kind of things kind of fade out on the edges of your vision, and you kind of get to a tunnel, and then all of a sudden you're just out. Now Tom Cruise says early on. You know, or there's supposedly uh, GPS jamming around this target, and and he said, well, because of the GPS jamming, the F-35s can't do it. I don't know that that's the case, but I thought that was very convenient that the weapon system that like we're paying billions of freaking dollars for is somehow ineffective against this thing that would be a perfect target for it. Um, you know, plus we have B-2s uh, that are you know stealth bombers, and they can just go and waste the thing. Um, yeah, and, I mean, like, th- that's a great point. Like, why can't they just go up really high yeah. and just bomb this target? Well, yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> you, you, you would have to have, uh, you know, aircraft that would be able to, to survive in that threat environment. The, the defenses at that place were, were pretty poor <laughs> because they had all these surface-to-air missiles that were at the top of the valley, you know, pointing up, and so the deal was, okay, we're going to fly through the valley. I mean, it really was a lot like Star Trek, or, or Star Wars, I'm sorry. Uh, which also, by the way, uh, if you ever uh, watch an old World War II movie called, I think it's called 633 Squadron, it, it basically totally mirrors the uh, attack at the end of Star Wars. No, it's a, wow, really? Yeah, there's actually some YouTube videos that... Uh, show they they have the clips of that movie 633 squadron about an RAF unit uh, flying mosquito fighter bombers uh, with the audio I think it's with the audio of of Star Wars like when they're going through the briefing and all that and you can see like how how matched up it is wow so anyway I encourage you to watch that if you're uh, if you're ever in the mood the other thing that was in uh, was kind of strange was like the fighter pilots have taken off the, the, the ship Right, the six planes that, that are on this mission, and actually four, four planes, four planes, six crew. Right. Oh, sorry, four planes, six crew. You're right, and um, and like they launched the tomahawks, right? Sorry, yeah. oh, the wind. Um, they they launched the tomahawks and they go above. Right. I, I, no. I, I, I mean, like, <laughs> would that ever work? No. That would be so deconflicted, like you know, no, no, that that was that was lunacy, and that was just for the shot, for the CGI, because they thought it'd make a a, a cool image. But no, that I mean, that's the, 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 yeah. I heard your reaction. You were like, "Come on!" <laughs> <laughs> you were like so <laughs> annoyed by this. 
I almost felt like getting up at the theater saying, people, this would not happen. <laughs> You're being lied to. <laughs> then we get to the end um, where, okay, spoiler alert, uh, Maverick gets shot down. And so does uh, Goose's son, whose uh, call sign is Rooster. Um, and so their plan to escape is to uh, sneak on to this enemy airfield that had just been hit by all these Tomahawk cruise missiles, steal an F-14, get into the plane, start it up. Luckily it has gas. It has missiles on it. Which makes no <laughs> sense. I know. That's where they just went full on Hollywood. They were just like, fuck it. We're just, <laughs> yeah, we're going to put Maverick back in an F-14 <laughs> and he's going to shoot down two more airplanes and become an ace. And, you know, um, why because they could it, they lost me there you know and you're I, thinking no because remember tom cruise said don't think right <laughs> oh my right. god what a great point yeah so tom cruise has like a phrase like he he's trying to get get across to goose's son who is rooster and he keeps saying rooster don't think don't think yeah, that's the exact <laughs> approach you need to take in order to watch the film like yeah. you cannot think you cannot rationalize what's happening overall I, i'd say it was it was at the top of my expectations you know it didn't it didn't exceed my expectation it, it was it was what i thought it would be uh i didn't leave there feeling like uh, you know i got ripped off um well, would you watch this again if my kids wanted to go i would take them and i would watch it again i liked it way more than i liked the first one Ooh, see, I I don't know. I, I feel like there was like these great, very I, I'll admit, very cheesy moments, right? Yeah. But then you know, like as a child, uh, watching Kelly McGillis get on the bike and um, you know th- these like sunset shots of just you know like everything was just always and it was always the perfect time of day for all these beautiful things, and then it seemed like Maverick was such a you know, was such a uh, character and Goose's, you know, and then that leading to Goose's uh, death, it just felt like, it felt like even though it was like a really silly film, it felt like it, it had enough grounding to make it work for me. Whereas this, sometimes I felt like, like, what am I watching? What am I, what am I, like, enjoying here? I loved, uh, the biggest thing for me, like I said before, the biggest thing is watching Tom Cruise and the actors, like, go through these, like, yeah. and, and not the actors, I should say, the, the characters go through this, like, intense fighting, like, pilot, like, that was much, so much more physical than, that, that I've ever seen it before. Um, they were fighting the elements. They were fighting the G-Force, right? And that was enjoyable because it showed... Like some of these films can be so um, about how smart the pilot is and what Tom Cruise and, and the characters in this film were showing, or Maverick and the characters in this film were showing, was how much of, how much grittier they were being, you know, than the, their opponent. Um, how, much, how much more they were willing to put their bodies through. The, the 86 film had more realness than this oh. film. You know, which and which is to say, like it's insane because the '86 film is so, like, like it's just like a fantasy, right? Yeah. Like what a what someone would imagine what a fighter pilot's life is like, right? 
and yet it seemed more like it somehow grabbed you as a story whereas this just um i you know i mean i i think for what it is it's it works for a sequel that's like got like uh 20 40 years later yeah it sounds like you were disappointed overall i i I think mm, yeah i wasn't i wasn't into it um and i wasn't into it because of the story it just felt like it, it was like Someone gave them a checklist of things to meet, and they met those things. Right. You know. I would say expectation management is important. You know, you're going to get some, you know, some airplane flying scenes that you, if you like that kind of stuff, go see the movie. In regards to you going back to the theater, how was that experience? Oh, the theater was really nice. Yeah. Um, And I guess I'm, I have to say that one kind of spoiled me. Because, you know, so it had these reclining seats. They were very comfy, wide seats. So, you know, w- will this encourage me to, to do more? Uh, probably. I also want, want to have, you know, want to encourage my kids to, you know, get out of the house more. And I think movies are a good thing for them to do. Uh, so, you know, I might, I might kind of use that as an excuse to share some experiences. Awesome. Um, yeah. Cool. Thank you so much. Oh, hey, thank you, man. This was a lot of fun, a whole lot of fun. I really appreciate it. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you agree or disagree with our takes, please visit our website at returnerspod.com. That's R-E-T-U-R-N-S-P-O-D dot com.